today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie Political pressure continues to mount on RTE to provide more details about exit payments made to departing executives. Now, it comes as Anthesha Leo Varadkar reportedly told a Fine Gael meeting last night that the government is considering bringing RTE under the remit of the state's money spending watchdog, the Comptroller and Auditor General. For more on this, I'm joined now by Ashling Maloney, political correspondent with the Irish Daily Mail. Um, Ashling, I know you're watching the Public Accounts Committee meeting at the moment. Jonathan Hill from the Football. Association of Ireland is giving evidence there this morning and we'll come to that shortly but I want to talk to you about RTE because we have indications and reports now that RTE's legal advice is stopping the broadcaster from breaching the confidentiality clauses covering the exit payments we've been hearing about in recent times. Yeah, indeed, Claire. We got an update, I think, late last night on this and further details have kind of emerged this morning. And I think after your listeners, I suppose further clarity will probably be shed on this later on today. So essentially what's happened here, people will know that there is, I suppose, furore over the exit payments that were revealed uh, last week uh, in front of Oireachtas Committee's hearings uh, by the Director General of RTE, Kevin Backhurst. It emerged that the former Director of Strategy at RTE, Rory Coveney, who was the driving force of the musical, uh, received an exit payment um, when when it was said that he had resigned and it then came out that it was more of an agreed resignation and that exit payment is estimated uh, to be around €200,000. It also emerged last week, um, the Director General, Kevin Backhurst, further giving detail on it this week that the former uh, Chief Financial Officer of RTE who left in October uh, Richard Collins was paid to leave the organisation however there's a confidentiality clause around revealing more about his exit payment and um, so yes political pressure mounting this week and um, the Director General sought updated legal advice and got that update last night um, and it's understood that that has been briefed to the Media Minister Catherine Martin has received uh, that and also coalition leaders have been briefed and I understand that um, it says that RTE cannot release any further information around these exit payments due to these confidentiality mm. agreements. Okay, so um, it, might, it might be left there, except RTE's Michal Lahan is reporting now that Alan Dillon TD, who's a member of the media committee, is suggesting that RTE could still give a breakdown of payments uh, w- redacting the names of people who left the organisation last year, and he wants an explanation around how the agreements were negotiated. Do you think that that will gather steam, that demand? Well, I think, you see, this is where the, the kind of, uh, the rock and the hard place that RTE sort of finds itself in, in, in this in this argument because they're saying that they got extra, you know, updated, further external legal advice around these agreements and it's saying we understand that they cannot go any further. Um, but then, as you say, politicians are still pushing. And I suppose what Alan Dillon is looking for here when he's saying about having a breakdown but not naming people, I suppose, on, on RTE's that they could say, well, that's kind of jigsaw identification. If only two people, let's say we know in the last year, received exit, received exit payments. I know um, the Fine Gael uh, deputy, Alan Dillon, wants also RTE to specify the exit payments going back since 2016. And mm-hmm. um, in the annual reports, there's uh, over those years between 2016 and 2022, there's 2.6 million euro of exit payments. But they're, you know, they're... Um, they're combined. We don't know exactly the breakdown of how many okay. went to each. 
um, executive. Oh, all right, Ashling, there's a dreadful noise uh, behind you, but we'll, yeah. we'll keep going. We'll <laughs> keep. The bells and the doll. Ah, never, okay. Never see. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's um, it's not stopping, but we'll carry on because I want to talk about the FAI. I know you've been watching the appearance of executives there at the Public Accounts Committee. We know last November, Jonathan Hill, who's the CEO, agreed to repay this commuting expense and payment that was in lieu of untaken holiday pay. That had been denied to other staff we know as part of company policy and he was asked to provide the committee with further information on this. We'll listen to Jonathan Hill being questioned by Fianna Fáil TD Paul McAuliffe this morning. And so you're, you're, you're suggesting that Mr O'Connell did not read your instruction correctly, that a joke in an email um, went on to become a formal process. I'm, 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 I'm not saying that, but it's clear from the emails that that is what happened. You either, requested, that it, you either requested it or you didn't. Did yeah. you request it? And, and, I, and I'm saying that it was a throwaway line in but, the email, which he then interpreted... OK, let me put it a different way. way. Do you think it was reasonable for Mr O'Connell to believe it was a request? I think it was, Mr. It was simply Mr O'Connell's interpretation of the line. It's an extraordinary situation to put a fellow colleague in, to come before a joint Oireachtas committee uh, and to put all of the, the, the blame for all of this on a misinterpretation of a line you inserted in your email. So the significance of that, Ashling, is that that payment took him over the pay cap for that job. Yeah, so I suppose and that pay cap was brought in by the department, I suppose after significant issues with governance and finances at the FAI, the Department of Tourism, Sport and Media said that the uh, chief executive of the FAI could not be paid over a secretary general level, which was about 216,000 in 2022. And he received 12,000 more than that in, in payment in lieu of holidays not taken. And as he said there, um, this was this was what he said was included in a, an email in a, as a throwaway line um, that could you negotiate a similar deal for myself when they were discussing payment instead of holidays not taken for a junior member of staff. Um, and this is all, I suppose, further probing. We, we learned about this in November that this payment happened um, and we learned that it was it came about com- from this chain of emails and now PAC have gotten uh, I've requested those chain of emails however they've been heavily redacted and okay. PAC are quite frustrated this morning Claire with what they've been told by the FAI and the questioning is ongoing OK well listen we'll leave you with the insistent bell Ashling. thank you very much for joining us this morning that FAI executive's appearance at the Public Accounts Committee is continuing next up we're going to hear about what is likely to happen at this meeting between local Local representatives in Drada and Minister for Integration uh, Roderick O'Gorman, which is coming up later today. Text five one five five one today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio One.